<clears throat> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is definitely the same name that I've had since I started this. And today I am featured by Darkwave. Say hello, Darkwave. Hello, everyone. How are you today? I am still tired. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm kind of tired, too. It's like one of those situations. But then again, I got to work tomorrow, so I'm like kind of agitated at that. But, you know, it's whatever. Work from my home jobs. I don't think we're going to have a long podcast today. We're just going to pretty much talk about SummerSlam. And, you know, how I genuinely can say that is the it's one of the... Uh, it was actually a good SummerSlam. I thought it was going to be shit like the last time. But, you know, it was actually pretty good. I don't even remember the last yeah. SummerSlam because it was so bad. What the fuck was on the last SummerSlam? Uh, that was last year with Bianca Belair beating... Uh, uh, not Bianca. Be- Becky mm-hmm. <clears throat> Be- beating Bianca in 26 seconds. Ah. That show. Oh, the one uh, you, had, you had John Cena versus Roman Reigns and uh, Seth Rollins versus Edge. Uh, that was good. Okay, the Seth Rollins well, versus Edge match. Rollins and Edge. Match. Yeah. SummerSlam last year was ultimately forgettable, I mean. Yeah, that's, a shit. that's why I forgot about it. Didn't Biggie fight on it? Biggie, uh, uh, Biggie, Biggie. I don't remember if he had a match. He probably did against somebody. Was he? Wait, was he going to be champion? I don't remember. I don't. I think he was going to be champion. I think Brock Lesnar was already. Wasn't Brock Lesnar already champion? I don't. Care. No, that's when Brock came back. Yeah. So Big E, no, 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 no. He wasn't champ yet. Remember, it was uh, Bobby yeah. Lashley versus uh, Clerk. Oh yeah, it was Bobby Lashley versus uh, the old man who keeps fucking. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, I don't think so. Bobby Lashley probably did not have a match, and if he did, I don't. Hmm. Well. All I know is now we just we can actually say in the books. Ever since Vince left, uh, looks like the event is going to start getting better and better and better. Hopefully, Triple H can put his NXT spin on it. Because so far we got two people back. We got Dakota Kai, who clearly wasn't there, and now she's back working with Io Sky now and you know Bailey. That's fun. But yeah, yeah, hopefully it's good. I, I'm not sure how I feel about. Well, it's supposed to be a faction, and not just her lackeys. So if they're not like her lackeys, I'm 100 percent honest. If they're just, I trust Mr. Levesque just based off what he did in Black and Gold NXT. Yeah. So I'm not too too worried. But as long as they are treated more as equals, and not just Bailey's lappy, lackeys, you know. Yeah, like Tommaso Ciampa. I'm sure they'll. I'm, I'm sure they'll have their lackey-like moments, but as long as the overall picture is, you know, a faction of equals, then you know, we'll see. We will see, but uh, yeah, I, I hope uh, Triple H saves Tommaso Ciampa from being a Miz lackey, which was highly disappointing to see, but. Well, he's starring like he's starring AJ Styles with Champa, so hopefully somehow, some way during this feud he breaks away from the Miz. I mean it probably won't it'll probably turn to be a, a tag team match with Logan Paul and and uh AJ Styles. Yeah, versus Miz and Champa at uh, Clash the Castle. Good that's what I, I hope and that's the one thing I hope. Uh, fans understand that Triple H, you're not going to see immediate change with a lot of things. A lot of things you're going to still see, you know, a lot that I don't say that Vince would do, but you like the storylines that we currently have and stuff like that, you're going to still see them be somewhat done. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to finish them up. Can't just not have them, you know, yeah. be finished. Yeah. So, but over time, I think we'll see uh, people, you know, even people that we haven't seen, like Die Jack or T Bar, or the fuck you want to call them, 
Yeah. And you'll see Champa and you'll have your you'll see change, but it'll be slowly. And but the little changes now is always welcome. You know, EO, Dakota. Uh you might get Sasha and Bailey back. That so it should be uh Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. I would love to see that at hundred and ten percent. Um But I guess we can get into it. What did you uh, think of the Bianca Belair match with Becky Lynch for the 90th time that they fought? It was a good match. I did again for those watching. I did not watch the show live. A and B. I really only watched all the important things. I, I would not be giving star ratings or any comment or every freaking move in the match. But uh, from what I seen of the Bianca match, yeah, it was fine. That was probably her. I saw pretty much the last sequence. The Spanish Fly looked good. Oh yeah, that was and the uh, the KOD was probably her most like I guess intense KOD that she did. She put a lot of oomph into it. Yeah, um, and we're not gonna get star ratings today because you didn't, you know, what's good. It's fine. We could just talk about the matches in the future, which is Clash of the Castle for some fucking reason. But yeah. and uh, Becky turning babyface was a the right decision. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, her remaining heel. Probably looking extra dumb every week was actually starting to. Well, it's not even that. It's just she wasn't good as a heel. Not this type of heel, anyway. No, she's not. Uh, the fans, the fans did not want to boo her. There's a lot of indifference. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't like getting cheered, but it was a lot of indifference with the crowds. Uh, unlike Miss, unlike her husband here, who is, well, we'll get to him later. We will get to him. Uh, but other than that, that match was a solid match. I like the way I like the results of the match, which is Bianca won. Then there was Logan Paul versus The Miz. Now, I said this before: Logan Paul has potential. It's just at this point, I was just like, oh, okay, The Miz is making him look, you know, a little bit good. But yeah, other than that, you know, it was a it was an okay match. Um, I can honestly say Logan Paul <laughs> did better than Bad Bunny so far. I'll say I've seen some of that match. Like I've seen, I've seen some of. I pretty much watched the ending sequences of most of the matches. Mm-mm, I was sense. at work, but uh, I will say this: Logan Paul. No matter how you how people may feel about him, social media wise and all that. Yeah. Of every celebrity that we've had, he's probably the best we've ever had, celebrity wise, in terms of in ring. Uh, from a technical standpoint in ring not saying that Pat McAfee is bad or even Bad Bunny was bad in their performances but yeah. Logan Paul blows both of them out of the water in terms of in ring for now um, so for those who don't think he has no passion in this endeavor that is being a WWE superstar or you know wherever his contract entails we don't know yeah. but for those who don't think he has passion I think I think after WrestleMania and after tonight, even though it's against the Miz, but the Miz is a safe worker. He can keep you safe and he can, you know, sell for you, bump for you, and do everything he needs to do. He's solid. He's a veteran. You can easily tell that Logan Paul is A likes this shit and B is very committed. Yeah. And when you have these celebrities, that's really all and not and this is not saying that Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee aren't Pat obviously. Pat McAfee is, and obviously Bad Bunny, yeah. you know, his WrestleMania match was great too, so they're all committed. It's just that Logan Paul is just better. I mean, it's just what it is. Um, yeah. The contract that he got, whatever the contract is, is very much deserved at this point. Now, I'm not saying he needs to be WWE champ, but oh, God, no. whatever contract he's doing, he deserves it. You know, and if he ever wanted to become a full-time on-the-road kind of guy I mean based off his performances I'm fine with that why not it, you know it, you know it, it just it was good I'm glad to see a celebrity or the, the celebrities that we've had the bad bunnies the pats and all that I'm, I'm glad to see that they're not just there to you know advertise something of theirs they actually have passion for what is going on in the ring so it's good yeah I, and I and I get that. It's just like I said. It's it's um. Like I can't wait to see if he has a third uh, third match. 
I want to see if he can continue this up or, you know, which is just a two-match thing because, you know, his first match was technically against Rey Mysterio. And his second match was against The Miz, so. And also, I, I, I would feel better if he did, you know, start being in more mark matches but not no title matches because, you know, he's going to instantly get booed because he got booed yesterday. And he's the baby face. Yeah. Like Logan Paul. Well, no one likes Logan Paul, so. Yeah. People don't like Logan Paul, the human, you know, the person. Yeah. So, now they did cheer him after, you know, he started doing good shit. Yeah. You know, you know those death-defying shits. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to push him as a true babe face. Um, because the crowds are very against Logan Paul, the person. Yeah. And, uh it's going to be hard to keep him face. It's like, it's going to be a certain hard for another person to stay healed. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and hopefully with Vince gone, we don't have to have <clears throat> face versus heel matches for every match. We can have heel versus heel and face versus face as well. I, w- I would love to see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, Sometimes I, you just let the fans decide. As long as the story is told well, any... You know, baby face, baby face, heel, heel. As long as the story is told well, yeah, it's fine. Just let the fans decide who is the baby face for this match, essentially. Yeah. Or that particular match. Just let the fans decide. Yeah, like, legit. Like, we don't have to have straight baby faces. I was like, I would, love I would love to see a heel versus heel match right now. Like, you know, when they don't care about any, uh, their opponent and would do anything to get their opponent beat down. So, you know. That's how I feel. But, you know, uh, Vince McMahon's machinations are still there. Um, hopefully, Triple H can fix it. Um, the next match is Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Now, when I say that this match was so quick and pointless that I blinked and was like, wait, what the fuck? It's over? It was the most predictable. No, it was the most predictable. It was the most pointless match on the card. That's the best way to describe it. Did you see any part of that match? Oh, yeah, huh? But I mean, we all we all knew Logan Paul wasn't. I mean, Logan Paul, Jesus. <laughs> we all knew uh, Theory wasn't winning that match. Yeah. Why would he? Don't know. But legit, that match was just pointless and unnecessary. To the point where I literally saw it again and then turned back around and it was it was already over. But uh, okay. Um I don't know, I don't know what they're doing with Austin Theory. Um I know he's money in the bank, so at some point between now and next j- July, yeah, he has to cash in. Um, I kind of wish they didn't give him money in the bank, really, because I still think this is a little too soon for him. Yeah. Not saying we haven't had young champions before, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, etc. Yeah. But it's just like, by the time they were champions, they were seemingly very over with the audience. With Austin Theory... It's like he just got there. Now with Brock, <clears throat> he had just got there too. But look at what he had. Look at what they did with Brock. They made this man a absolute fucking destruction. Yeah. You know, so, uh, Randy Orton was part of Evolution and held the Intercontinental Championship for seven months. So he had established himself. Yeah. Awesome Theory <clears throat> really hasn't done much of anything. He was the United States champion for a cup of coffee. Yeah. And he really hasn't done much of anything but win money in the bank. And I, the fans are a little indifferent, which I wish they weren't, but that's WWE's fault for pushing him way too quickly in my opinion. If anything, he should still be United States champion. Um, And he should have won next year's money in the bank. You know, because by that point, you know, he could have had time to actually be with the fans, you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, kind of get him uh, 
Peter established first instead of just he's Vince's guy, so he gets everything he wants, you know. Yep, that's why. I say. And I say the fans are now. I don't know if it's genuine heel heat or if it's uh, go away heat. I don't know, but let's face it: by this time next year, either he's going to be WWE champ or he's going to have failed his cash in. Now, there's a way to correct this. I would. You can't have Seth Rollins be the only guy to cash in a mania. Yeah. You know, you, you can't. It, it just kind of it doesn't make sense for anyone not to. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes will probably be in the main event of WrestleMania, more than likely. Unless Triple H changes his mind. But let's just go for that right now. We'll just say Cody Rhodes will, in some way, somehow, be in the main event of WrestleMania. Okay. That is probably it. I know people want to see Cody have a title run. But if you want to make Austin Hero, Austin Hero, Austin Theory, a heel, like a true heel, yeah. have him cash in after Cody finally won the title. Now, you can have Cody beat him back forward eventually. But... That would be a bigger because a lot of people think he may cash in with Drew McIntyre if Drew McIntyre wins at Clash of the Castle, which I hope he does. It'll piss off the U. It will be it will piss off the fans there, but I feel like it would be more heelish to cash in on Cody because everyone's loving Cody right now. Yeah. So that's what I would do. I would legit wait till Mania, or the night after Mania, or some somewhere in between there. And have him cash in on Cody. Now, or what you could do is the very what you could. You no know one's done this before. Maybe on the last day before it expires, they cash in and win the belt. Yeah. You, you, you gotta give Austin Theory some. You gotta give him something. You know he's been pushed too fast, too hard. The man comes out there, gets ass with every week. And, and gets these like random big match wins. No, it's not going to work that way. It's not going to work. So hopefully Triple H sees this and fix some things, but we'll have to see. But yes, that match, the Bobby Lashley match was absolutely fucking pointless. It, it was it was fine from what I saw of it. But again, they're both, you know, they're both decent in the ring. Good in the ring, but yeah. no point because we already knew what... Uh, he had intended to do anyway, which was cash in. He basically traded the United States out as an afterthought. Yeah. So, and I'm tired of people. And I'm tired of. By the way, this money the bank shit. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of people announcing when we're cashing in. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna cash in at SummerSlam. Whatever. That like, come on, man. Why would you tell this? Why would you tell anyone this? Just let it be a surprise. Yeah. You know. But that's just how it is. I mean, like how Seth Rollins did. Yeah, Seth Rollins didn't say. Ah, I'm gonna cash in. I mean, a lot of people didn't, but it seems like a lot lately. You know, Big E, oh, oh after tonight, I'm cashing in. And all the theory, oh, I'm gonna cash in oh, at uh, SummerSlam. I think someone else did it too. And it's like, come on, man. How about we just have the briefcase and kind of just disappear? You know? Yeah. My thing is. Uh- my thing is, baby faces tend to um, either announce or force a match, and heels tend to just announce when they're doing it a lot more, and it's actually annoying. Well, they haven't booked a baby face money to bank cashing correctly since RVD. Actually, e. I'll, I'll say Big CM e. Punk's as well. Big E. No, no, Big E was terrible. But he cashed it in on Bobby Lashley. Okay. The difference here. Yeah. Bobby Lashley. Was hurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, he was a heel. Yeah. But Biggie not only announced that he was cashing in that night, uh, Bobby Lashley had also an injured body part. Yeah. And I think it was. And Bobby Lashley at that point wasn't a like despicable, slimy heel either. Oh, yeah. CM Punk, when he did it against Edge, Edge at that point was the radar superstar. He was the scut, you know, a slimy, you know, piece of shit. He, you know, piece of shit. Yeah. The character. Yeah. And when Batista Batista bombed him, CM Punk cashing in on him, who has done that 
CM Punk cashing in on how Edge did was pretty much karma to Edge. Because yeah. Edge did the same thing. That's why I worked with CM Punk. Everyone else, as far as baby faces are concerned, the only one who did it correctly was Rob Van Dam. He actually cashed in a match legitimately. He picked the spot. He picked when, he picked where, and he cashed in properly. Every other baby face that comes out, comes out with these, even Liv Morgan. Now, I'm not saying it's not smart, but you're cashing in on someone who is wounded, beaten up. That is a heel tactic. True. That's a heel tactic. You know, Big E did the same thing. Bobby Lashley, I think, quote, quote, hurt his knee or leg, and here comes Big E with the briefcase. It's like, now, did he, did he wrestle Bobby Lashley legit? And a cage match and beat him. Yeah, sure. But the damage is already done. You know, the damage has already been done. You you waited to Bobby Lashley was weak and vulnerable and you cashed in. That's a heel tactic. You're right. Now that, so, now that I think about it, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, now, he did tell Bobby Lashley, and I think he faced Randy Orton, and he did say... Regardless of who wins, he's going to cash in that night on Raw, which is stupid. Yeah. But it's the fact that, once again, a babyface is attacking a heel, uh, a injured uh, star. And I'm supposed to be happy for Big E. I'm happy for Big E as a person winning the big one, but the, the creative decision of it was terrible. And then you look at the booking after that. Yeah, you're The right. booking after Big E won that belt. Well, as if someone basically lucked into a title, and this is not Biggie's fault. The booking of his title reign was as if someone legitimately lucked into the title because he was losing matches. It was it was terrible, man. Yeah, I they know. have not pushed a baby face properly with the briefcase yet. Okay, that was good. Well, the next match, no, actually, it wasn't a match. Um, what's his name? Matt Riddle came to the ring. And called out Seth Rollins and they brawled. And he got curb stomped. Now, I was a little agitated. Because I was like, why didn't you just wrestle in the match? But instead they built it up to Clash of the Castle. In which, you know, at that point I'm like, okay, I understand why they're just building that up to Clash of the Castle. Because their build up was kind of shit. But, you know, the fact that they're going to, uh, that they postponed their match, I get it. And the fact that Riddle got curb stomped was like, oh. You just lost again, technically. So, you know. We I have mean. a... Yeah, the brawl was fine. The Riddle's intensity was fine. But we have a Rollins problem. Yeah. A very... Not really a problem. But it's weird. I like Seth Rollins. I, I've liked Seth Rollins for a very long time. Babyface heel doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> but, um... Matt Riddle is supposed to be the, like... I guess beloved babyface, and he is. Yeah. But when I see Matt Riddle get curb stomped on the steel steps mm-hmm. and curb stomped again, and the first thing I hear isn't booze to Rollins. It's not like indifference. It's people cheering him by singing his fucking song. Oh. In drove, not like one person in the crowd. Yeah. Listen, I understand heels can get cheered. We do that all the time. Yeah. I'm not really concerned about it. It's my, my thing is, how long do we go with this until Rollins is back to being a babyface? I still say he was babyface before he faced Cody. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Yeah. He was primary baby. He was working pretty much babyface. But when do we pull the trigger on a Rollins face turn now? Not saying I want him as a face. I'm, I'm not saying I prefer him as a babyface. But the man comes out and he has people in droves singing his song. Now, yes, in the Triple H era, it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. Look at Bobby Roode at NXT. But it's like, it's, you know, he's beating down people and people are singing his song while he's doing the beat down. Yeah. Do we keep Rollins heel and just have it go on? Which is fine. <laughs> or are they going to end up pulling the switch on Rollins and turning him babyface? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, even Rollins when he comes out kind of plays to the fans. It's almost as if. Well, I know what he's doing. He's a quote, quote, the Joker, quote, quote. And we all know how Joker has like warped personalities. Yeah. It is just, I'm curious to see how long 
they go with the Rollins heel turn, given the reactions that he's getting. Because you know, if he feuds with someone like Austin Theory, he's going to probably be the baby face in that match. Yeah. Like Austin Theory. When he forced against Roman, he was clearly facing that match. By fans, too. Oh, yeah. So, 110%. <clears throat> I don't know. Like I said, I'm loving Rollins' work. So, regardless of what they do and whether he turns face or heel or not, I just know that it's going to get to a point where WWE may have to pull the trigger on the face turn for him. Because, A, he's running out of opponents as a heel. And, B, I mean, he's over. Very much over right now. So, it's not like Becky when she was heel was indifferent. Rollins the heel, and people are loving it, and they're cheering him, and it's only a matter of time. You know, if you put him in something important, you know, it may be a situation where you try to put him in a match against a babyface, trying to get the babyface over, but Rollins is the one getting the babyface reactions and being the one getting over. I don't, I, you don't want that. That's that's that. You know, you don't want the babyface. Uh, you don't want a future babyface to fail because of the fans not pulling the trigger on Seth Rollins. It's almost the same. It's almost feel like the time when Rollins came back from his knee injury and he came out seeming like a babyface, but they turned him immediately heel. But the fans kept cheering him because they liked Seth Rollins and they eventually was forced to turn babyface. By that point, it was too late. Yeah. And it took a while for his first face run to get going because of the hesitation from uh, creative team. In this case, Rollins is a heel doing the best singles, doing the best work of his singles career in recent WWE. And the fans are loving it. The fans love the song. They love singing his song. He plays to the fans every fucking time it comes out. So it's not like he's shutting them up. He's encouraging them to sing his fucking song. So that's fine and dandy. But what happens when you want to get a baby face over and you try to use Seth Rollins to get that baby face over to the next level? When the bad face fails because the fans are cheering for Rollins. I don't want to say Riddle's a failure, but Riddle is getting his ass whipped and the fans are at, are giving Rollins all this praise. Yeah. It, it almost makes it seem like Riddle's a failure. I'm not saying he is. Fans still like Matt Riddle. But it's like, Rollins just curved stomped this man to oblivion. And all I hear is the fans like, oh. oh. It's like, okay. Who's the face? And the, if you walk in, you ask yourself, who's the baby face here? Yeah. You know, you, you know, so we'll have to see. I'm sure Triple H will book properly, but and the fans will just do what they want. I don't think Triple H gives a shit if the fans cheer a heel. Again, Bobby Roode. So I don't think it matters to Triple H. I'm just looking, I'm looking at it at a different angle. I'm looking at it when you, like I said, let's say you try to bring up a prom breaker. And you're trying to build him up. And you put him in a feud with Rollins. Oh, yeah. And Rollins is in the match getting all the cheers and Breaker's getting booed. Oh, At that point, bad. Breaker's face runs over. Yeah. You know? And it wouldn't be... And, and then you look at Seth and it's like, well... You know, maybe we should have turned Seth face or something. You know, Braun Breaker's no Cody Rhodes. And even in his matches against Cody Rhodes, still singing his song. Yeah. So, but it shows how good Rollins is, man. Uh, I just I don't want another babyface to suffer the. We like this heel more than you, so fuck off. You know. Yeah. That's all I gotta say about Mister Mister Rollins. That should be good though. Yeah, it it would be good because Matt Riddle and him are, uh, can be good in the ring. It probably would be uh, better. Uh, don't they hate each other in real life, though? No. That, that was squashed. Uh, I guess it was squashed. Uh, now, according to the rumors and stuff, Rawls had, Rawls had basically he would not work with Riddle because Riddle's ex-wife uh, talked shit about the WWE females in general. But... In doing so, she had put up a picture of Becky Lynch. Not really calling out Becky Lynch by name, yeah. but she just put up a picture of Becky Lynch and then claiming that this is all the WWE women and Rollins took offense to that as, you know, you know, 
understandable that's his wife or probably at that time girlfriend or whatever yeah understandable. and he didn't want to work with riddle just because of that but apparently water under the bridge yeah because so i've been in the bridge for some time anything. now yeah but you know you know people look i don't know man look like literally i would have been like i don't know i didn't say shit and it's probably what happened i mean whatever whatever happened it's water under the bridge now. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. You know, they're working together. You know, Rollins either got over it or they hashed it out. Which I do think they did because they've been, they've been seen together up, up, down, down, uh, shit like that. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, what, it's fine, you know? The match will be good. Uh, I, that was the only thing. Truthfully, that was the only thing I was looking forward to at SummerSlam. But uh, they got pushed back for Clash of the Castle. They're trying to build that show to be a bigger show than SummerSlam. Which, if that's what they want to do, more power to them. Okay. Um, I would just want to watch the match. And Rollins will lose because it's what Rollins does nowadays. So. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I get what you're saying. Uh, next was the Mysterios versus uh, I do not know what they do with that faction anymore. It's officially dead, man. Blow it up. It's a dead faction. Edge came back, and I was like, okay, so yeah, y'all were right that those vignettes were for uh, Edge. Edge coming back did nothing for me. The faction a, Judgment Day does nothing for me. Yeah, Judgment Day has officially I, died. They were dead the moment they kicked Edge out of the group. I mean, this is the thing with Judgment Day. And I love Edge. Great. But the group was already, like, in the ground when Edge was in charge. It wasn't getting over, really. Um, feuding with the, it, the Mysterios is not helping them either. No, I mean, like I said, once they kicked Edge out, so with Edge there, it was pretty much in the ground. Yeah. But it had air, a little bit of a, a hole of air. Yeah. When they kicked Edge out, they pretty much locked the air, locked the hole up, took the the, the, the sand, and poured all over their grave that was already there. Yeah. Exactly what they did. I like Finn Balor. Uh, he can be a great heel. We've seen it in NXT when he went back and he turned heel briefly. Yeah. Which I hope the God, if Triple H blows us up, that's the Finn Balor we get for a while. Anyway, um, that's what's needed. So one can hope, man. Yeah. But the, the Judgment Day is that I, I couldn't give two shits. About Judgment Day and what any of them are doing. Finn Balor wearing fucking plain pants with a purple rag, looking like a, a creative superstar on 2K that you want to make a Blood of Crip, but you want to make a new type of fucking faction instead of Bloods of Crips. I mean, uh, Damian Priest, okay. Rhea Ripley, uh, okay. I have no, like, care for any of this. Wildfang, are you still there? Wildfang? Wildfang. Well, people, I don't know where the co-host went. I don't hear him. I don't know if we're having technical difficulties. I really don't know. He runs the ship. I just kind of sell on it. Well, I'll saying, are you around? <laughs> Look at this guy. Professional. Is he back? 
It seems as if he's back. Top tier wow thing. Are you back with us, sir? I do not hear you if you are. Can you hear me? I can now. Okay, yeah, I, I was there the whole time. I don't know what the fuck. This podcast I don't know. is going to be fucking hilarious. Cause people, quiet. people will be like, well, I can hear a well thing and I can hear you. Why can't y'all hear each other? <laughs> I don't know, man. I hear you find this now. I didn't do anything on my end, so. I just unplug my mic and plug it back in and see what happens. That works. That seemed to have worked, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I pretty much was just like, yo, what happened? You know, like, I miss the days when I could take at least two of those stars dead serious. I couldn't take Rhea Ripley serious after she said she lost to Charlotte Flair. Sorry. <laughs> Losing to Charlotte Flair uh, <clears throat> didn't make me take her any type of serious. I don't know, man. Rhea. I don't know. The, the group is done. Blow it up. That's all I can say. Blow it up. You know they're not going to blow it up. Okay, Keep them healed. Keep them healed. Just blow it up. Yeah. Just change their name. Put Damian Priest on SmackDown. Have a few with Gunter, maybe. Keep Rio on Raw. Keep Finn as a heel. Have a few with Bobby Lashley or some shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Hopefully, to blow it up, man. Hopefully, uh, something will happen. Because uh, right now, like you said, they, I, I, I can't take them seriously in the slightest. Like, I can't even fathom them as a unit. Like, I just see three groups of idiots, and then they're feuding with the Mysterios. And then, what was the point of them going, you should join us, Dominic, and he said, I'll join you, and then they still, I, I just don't get it. It's, it's so stupid. Well, I don't think I'm going to see Dominic Mysterio in that group anyway. That would have been even worse. Yeah. Also, <laughs> never mind. It's just, what was the point of Edge doing all those vignettes? Return? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> the vignettes were so pointless. I was just like, well, then if it is, he's a dumb. He's a real dumb. I mean, maybe he'll have some. Maybe he'll explain the vignettes on Monday. But I don't fucking know, man. Do you really care at this point? No, I don't give a shit. It's just Edge. Yeah. <laughs> he's like gonna be a baby face, and that's fine. It's Edge. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's Edge. It's not. It's not like it's some fucking, you know, revolutionary thing. It's it's Edge being broody. <laughs> We've seen that with Rollins already. It's nothing. True. <laughs> but next we will talk about uh, Pat McAfee versus Corbin, which I did say was actually an okay match, considering how safe. Corbin can be and um, Pat McAfee. Uh, I just need to have that man stop doing the back hook off the rope. I'm like, okay, we've, we've seen it. Hey man, it's a nice little spot. It is a nice spot. Don't get me wrong. Corbin's a good. Cor- Corbin's a good wrestler. It's unfortunately his gimmicks pretty much. You know, he's not great, but he's good. It's just his gimmicks are fucking garbage. All the damn time. I remember the Lone Wolf. I mean, the Lone Wolf thing was fine. Yeah. You know him just being a heel, but yeah. then you got the the constable Corbin, which is bad. Then you got broke ass Corbin. <sighs> now you got happy Corbin. Yeah, it's it just it's it's it sucks. Yeah, happy happy Corbin is is literally bad, and like they don't. I don't think they know what to do with this man's gimmicks. And I'm like, yo, just make him the lone wolf again or something. Jesus Christ. Just That'd remember, be great. Yeah, remember when he just came out, his theme was great and everything. Nice theme is awful. Pretty much. Speaking of what happens after themes, 
What the hell happened? Uh, they're all bad except for like maybe five. No, a little bit more than five. I would say there there are maybe ten good actual WWE themes right now, hmm. or at least about ten that I actually like. Yeah, I can. I, uh, I don't know if you want me to name them, but yeah, go ahead, name them real fast. Uh, I'll try to. I'll try to name them. Uh, Rollins. Yeah. Reigns. Yeah. Uh. Dakota Kai's loved it. Io Shirai's. Um, Sasha Banks, if she was still there. Yeah. Naomi. Sorry, I like her heel one better, but fine. Oscars. Finn Balor's. Finn Balor's is exactly obviously. The same. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying his theme song is fine. I, I've always liked this theme. Uh, Riddles is fine. I'm not going to include Randy Orton and Edge. I'm not including them. Um, now, if you talk about now, if we want to just break it down to just who's gotten the new themes, yeah. If we're breaking it down to that, uh, Rollins, Roman, uh, Sonya Deville's is good. Her new theme. Yeah. Ironically, I don't mind Gender's new theme. Uh, I've listened to it a couple of times. See how I've get. It's not bad. It's fine. Uh, I haven't heard it. It's fine. He used it on SmackDown. Um, and I can't think of anyone else. I know. I know Alexa Bliss's new theme is fucking garbage. I like the one when she was the fiend deck, but you know that was. Uh, you mean the evil is mine thing? Yeah. The evil is mine. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that one too. Personally, my favorite Alexa Bliss theme was the. Uh, it was the original one, but mixed with the evil thing. Yeah, that one. It was. It wasn't with the lyrics. Not with yeah. the lyrics. Yeah, the one. It was just like Dan it. Yeah, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it. Yeah, like yeah, that the one. Deeper part. I love I like that. that one. Yeah, that's my favorite one. The other one, the evil is mine. Welcome to my playground. Eh, it was okay. It wasn't shit. This new thing, garbage. Oh yeah. And fly. Really? Come on, man. Uh, and please turn her back here. Triple H, please. Uh, you, you're changing Becky. You're changing Ronda. who will get to uh, Alexa Bliss. Stat. Uh, Stat. ASAP. Stat. She is. Listen. I don't know what the fuck Alexa is at the baby. I mean, she, I'm not even talking. We're not including in ring. I'm just talking about characters. I don't know what the fuck Alexa is as a babyface. Get her out. Bring back the goddess or some type of heel character. I don't give a shit what the heel character is. Turn her heel. Stat. It's time. It's time. Alright, I have Carmella as a babyface. Been fucking Alexa Bliss. Wow, thank did it happen again? Oh. Okay, I'm going to disconnect and then I'm going to be back to see if this works because I don't hear anything now. Let's see. Okay. I've come back into the room and I hear nothing. Oh my god. I apologize anybody watching this uh podcast that yes we are having slight issues with this. I am going to rejoin. Can you hear I me? heard you come back. Yeah, I heard you come back right before you left. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. I don't know what is going on, but yeah, man, you're about to end the podcast anyway. Well, next is the Usos and the Street Profits, which you know, 
it was a great match, but it wasn't better than the last match. I was a little bit bored. And then, like, every time Montez Forrest does the little frog splash and it fails, I'm just like, oh, I'm not surprised at all. Oh, my God. Can they move on from this feud, please? So, on wrestling's Twitter, people saying that, you know, you know Montez got frustrated or whatever. So, yeah. I specifically went to that part of the match and, you know, watched the ending. Yeah. And I'm watching and I'm like, what did you get frustrated over? Because I saw, you know, I saw the disbelief that he kicked out of Frog. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And I thought he got frustrated just in, like, a visual thing. Yeah. But no, he started yelling at G- Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And I'm like, but it was clearly a two count. There was no, like, shenanigans here. Yeah. Why are we having a tantrum? And I think Jeff, I, I'm not going to lie, that Jeff Jarrett thing was Hello, pointless. I mean, he did nothing. He added nothing to the match. Yeah. You know, that's why I, I've always wondered. Um, and this has been something I. So, you know, when referees fuck up, right? Yeah. Why did they go get so when referees fuck up? Yeah. The next move they usually make is either a a no disqualification, which is fine. Yeah. Or b they'll go get a special guest referee. Yeah. So. Why are we getting a special guest referee, referee with really no referee experience? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't that kind of make? Isn't that kind of backwards? It's very backwards. But Usos, of course, retain, which made the match even more nonsense to me. It's just at this point, the Usos need to lose. Who, who beats the Usos? There's no tag team. Uh, that's the problem. But you know, we'll see at some point if they lose. And there's Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Now, I did not expect anything going into this match. And sure enough, I was right. This match was really stupid. It didn't make any logical sense. The booking, the the match itself was just terrible. And I'm glad I did not have high expectations for a Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey match. It was just, oh, okay. They're gonna fight each other? Okay. Ronda Rousey is going to beat the shit out of Liv Morgan. Oh, okay. That's all I saw. But, oh, man. And then Liv Morgan gets a fluke victory. That's making Liv Morgan look weak as shit. Again. Well, unfortunately, when you have someone like Ronda Rousey, there's really no one believable much in the women's... I mean, you look at Liv Morgan, you look at Ronda Rousey, there's really nowhere to uh, book it. In terms of believability, no one believes that Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan, is going to beat fucking Ronda Rousey. Exactly. That's that's why so, I'm just upset. Like, yo, come on, man. The ending itself, I'm actually fine with because <sighs> she didn't outright beat Ronda. Yeah. Now she did tap in this controversy, but it's for a Liv for a for a Liv Morgan. And the type of character that she is, yeah, against that person like Ronda Rousey, that is the only, that ending is the most believable ending outside of like a small package roll up, yeah, that I can believe. You're not gonna have her hit. Oh, you're not gonna hit hit. You're not gonna have Liv hit uh, Ronda Rousey clean with Oblivion and win the match. Okay. Now, I probably. Would have booked something in some uh, in that type of manner, maybe, maybe Ronda fucks up the knee again, and you play it back, and then she gets hit with Oblivion to keep Liv Morgan kind of strong because Liv Morgan right now looks weak as I mean, but again, it's Ronda Rousey. So I'm not gonna recount this one. Yeah, but I, you know, you could have had Liv maybe focus the knee a little bit. Ronda try something that she doesn't normally do. Slips up and maybe Liv catches her oblivion and wins. Yeah, keeping Ronda strong because she had a knee injury, but also kind of keeping Liv Morgan strong because she legitimately pinned Ronda again. Yeah, but I'm not mad with this ending. The only problem is it's not really a problem. But again, Liv Morgan did tap out. Clearly tapped out before Ronda was counted three. So you get the. I don't want to say weak 
because again, it's Ronda Rousey. Anyone, everyone is weak to compare to her, really. Yeah. So I'm fine with the ending, and more importantly than that, Ronda turns heel. Thank fucking Christ, because her baby face work was god awful. And I'm sorry, I, I, I don't, don't know. Like I just I can't. I can't seem to get behind Ronda Rousey. <clears throat> I'm not really a fan. It's just that at least her being a heel is a role that is more suited for her. Yeah, I, I've never really been a huge Ronda guy in WWE. I mean, her first one, her first run was you know fine. Yeah, I was fine. It was much better than this shit. Um, but she's a heel. She's playing a character that she should have been upon arrival, or at least re-debuting. Yeah, should have instantly been a heel. And with with Becky turning face and Ronda turning heel, that's the WrestleMania match. I don't know if it's gonna be for a title or not. But that will be the Mania match. Ronda versus versus uh, Becky. Becky's because Becky's back being face. Yeah. So and Liv, I don't know where Liv goes from here. Because now you've presented a heel Ronda, which should be more devastating than Bayface Ronda, and you have Liv Morgan who tapped out legit to Ronda and kind of won in a fluky but not fluky way. Yeah. And it looks like unless you bring back Charlotte Flair to interject and you get a triple threat match where Liv Morgan can still another win, thus making her look weak. But again, look at the look at who she's facing. Yeah. Minus Charlotte, Charlotte can be beaten. It's it's mainly Ronda. <clears throat> so we need to if Liv Morgan survives this Ronda feud. Yeah. Then we can see how she's booked. Um, that's if she survives this Ronda feud. Even if Charlotte comes back, she still has to survive the the Ronda feud. So I have no real judgment on how Liv Morgan is booked overall. Yeah, because she's beaten people clean. You know, she's beaten Natalia clean as a whistle. She's beaten people clean. But when it comes to Ronda, you gotta kind of put an asterisk there because it's Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I don't. You know, not many people are gonna beat her clean in this company. Makes sense. So, what to see? <laughs> yep. And lastly, we gotta talk about the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match. Which, so far, I'm not gonna lie to you. While a lot of people are saying it was a good match, I, I have, I still had my problems with it. It, the only difference was the fact that. You know, you can kind of do whatever you want to your opponent. But I was still under the, the, oh man, this is the same shit happening. Suplex, suplex, suplex. They're just going to keep doing their shit. And then something different will happen. And then the Usos are going to interfere again, which is actually pissing me off now. It's like, okay, every match the Usos don't have to interfere in the match. It just makes, it's starting to make Roman look a little bit like a bitch. I'm so sorry. But yes, you don't have to have the Usos interfere in every match. I would have loved it better if Roman just won the match. Like, literally, it took the Usos and freaking Theory, and that's how Brock Lesnar lost the match. And I was like, I hope this doesn't have Brock Lesnar go, oh, I'm entitled to another match. I'm going to be super pissed. So, these guys have had matches at least seven to nine matches together on a main stage and the first one was fine good match great match perfect ending yeah and this match was probably their second best match that they've ever had and that's just because the other matches they had were fucking dog shit (laughs) plunder plunder saves a lot of things and plunder in this match saved a lot of things now granted I still don't give a shit about Ronda or Ronda. Roman and Brock. I don't. Yeah. I don't give a shit how good the match can be. I'm over it. I'm done. In fact, at this point, I'm done with almost every Roman Reigns feud. I'm done. Yeah, because yeah, it's getting um, it's getting annoyingly pointless at this point. There's no intrigue. I feel like WWE has run themselves into a wall, at least in the Vince McMahon era. Roman Reigns at this point 
really, after he lose that belt, there's really no point in him being on television. Um, and I'm over it. Yeah. There's no intrigue ever since the after the Rollins feud. You know, even before then, but I wasn't as sick of it then because we had the potential Rollins feud. And, you know, you had Cesaro and all that. Yeah. Which did nothing for anybody. Cesaro didn't get more over for it, but th- those were fine feuds and the Edge thing was fine. So everything after Rollins has been garbage. Yeah. It's actually dampened the Roman Tower run. Roman's Tower run can be summed up in two halves. The first half, very good to great. The second half, absolute fucking garbage. Gender Mahal, almost Gender Mahal levels. Not as bad, but almost Gender Mahal levels. Oh, God. In the second half. Yeah. And that's because he has not been there. He doesn't show up on Monday Night Raw, meaning Monday Night Raw has no championship to fight over. And it's been just nothing. Now, the, the riddle thing was fine. The yeah. storyline with them. But that was more of a proxy of the Uso beefing with RK bro. Yeah. So I'm not really, and of course that was meant to get Randy Orton versus Roman for SummerSlam, but of course Orton's hurt. So I'll say that was okay, but overall, the second half is garbage. Um, Drew McIntyre. Would I give, you know, should the 700 title ring be given to Drew? I'm not so hyped on that. But at this point, we got to take the belts off Roman. So, yeah, for the love of God. And even when and we do, there's not, for me, I have, there's, for me, once Roman loses the belts, there's really nothing for him left to do. You, I, I've said this before, and many others in the community have said this. This is possibly Roman Reigns, the last two Raw. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to retire, but. You see how already he's part-time. Yeah. This is it. Because at this point, there's nothing else for him to do. Nothing. He'll lose to Drew. Hopefully. And when he loses to Drew, either A, he gets a rematch, or B, he doesn't. And he needs to just be that attraction baby face, because that's what's going to happen. And move on. Yeah, have him be an attraction because there's nothing for him dude he's not going to stay heel so I don't think he will yeah. I think once he beats Drew whether in the first match or second match if they do two matches he'll turn Bay face in one of these I'm sure because he's going to be he's not going to be a full timer anymore there's nothing left for him to do as a full timer yeah. championship reign for 700 days beating everybody except for Seth Rollins uh, I mean, yeah, you're right on that one. There's nothing left for him to do. Yeah, you can revisit Seth Rollins, but without the championship, why would they even be feuding? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and like it's just what you said. Like I, I hope, and after this, they, you know, classic capture, they take that damn belt off this man because I'm sick of the Roman thing. I'm sick of the head of the table. Roman is not right. Roman is great and all. He he he's actually growing quite stale to me. Yes, I'm like he like you know I like the acknowledgement gimmick and I like the god gimmick. It's just like come on man, you're getting kind of boring with this shit. Like I'm bored. This to the point where all his matches are exactly the same. Every single one of them. He's lo- he he gets hit with something. Usos interfere. He fucking wins the match with a spear, or he ends it with a guillotine. The match is over. He wins again. I'm like, dude, let the man lose a match, or let the man win a match on his own. Jesus Christ. And hey, man. LOL, Roman wins, as they say. Yeah. Remember when it was Lol Cena wins? Jesus Christ. Yeah. At this point, it's getting terrible. Oh, it's, oh, it's worse with Reigns. I mean, it's worse. Far worse. Oh, yeah. It's getting far worse. It's almost like, yo, I can't. I can't watch a match anymore and be like, oh shit, this is a good match. At this point, I'm just like, oh man, I wonder when Roman's going to win the match. L- look at what happened. Brock Lesnar 
flipped the ring. He did all this and that. Theory came in, fucked up. First of all, Brock Lesnar is a fucking dumbass, okay? A dumbass. That's twice. Twice this dumbass. And I really mean this shit. This is twice. And whoever was booking it needs to get punched in the face. There is no possible way Brock Lesnar, right, is going to see the person who has the money in the bank briefcase beat up his opponent and then F5 the other person or fuck them over. And then, yeah, I'm like, dude, you did it with Braun Strowman, right? And this time you did it with Austin Theory. Austin Theory was beating Roman Reigns' ass. Then was about to cash it in. And then you came in f5 him i was like why didn't you just wait till he was done or cash it in or or you know be smart about it that really wasn't smart of you buddy yeah you could have just beat michelle off theory but i guess the i guess they'll say he wanted to beat roman on his own you know that bullshit it's it's whatever i don't care. he rock is a baby face now Remember? yeah okay the worst baby face i've seen in my life uh, i like this baby face brock the baby face brock is fun it's fine it's just I don't give a shit about the Roman Brock shit. Yeah. I'm done. Makes sense. I was over it shit after the first time they fucking fought, honestly. Yeah, and then the third time they fought it, and the ninth time they fought it, and the eleventh time they fought. Anyway. But that being said, overall this pay per view was better than the last time. And at least had, you know, more things, you know. I at least had fun watching this one. Other than that, man, I, I was just like, bruh, fuck this. Um, the in-ring uh, parts of the show, I thought, from what I've seen, and you know, from the clips and all that, and the the, the impacts of EO and Dakota, you're seeing the change slowly. Yeah. Um. And like I tell people all the time, Triple H is not going to just turn it to something better in two days or two weeks or even two months. It's going to be six months, maybe even a year. Might be even longer than a year, but you'll see subtle changes slowly integrated into the shows. Yeah. Um. Uh, SummerSlam to me wasn't a bad show from what I've seen. Yeah. Um. It was fine. Even the little bits I watched, you know, yeah. I was fine with most of it. Now, the Brock shit, I could give two fucks about. Yeah. Um. But it was not a bad show. This isn't like fucking. I'm not coming over here shitting on the show, saying I don't give a shit about every little match. Yeah. You know, the only match I recently, you know, the Ronda stuff, whatever. But the Ronda match itself was not that good. But the ending and the the heel turn is what was needed, and it got done. So I'm happy with that. So this was not a bad show. Yeah, it was fine. Um, we have Clash the Castle next. I believe it's in September, so we have to. We were building to that. Uh, I don't know who the Usos face, honestly. I don't. <laughs> Roman Scott Drew, Seth's gonna fight Riddle. Yeah. Uh, you'll probably get a triple threat with Ronda Charlotte and it lives. You'll probably get Bailey and Bianca. So the show is looking on paper, this you know, pretty good. Yeah, and we'd have to see what Triple H does in the meantime. Yeah, and I hope he adds. Uh, I hope he really does add back uh, number one contendership matches, which would be great. But that's a dream. Other than that, man, we are set for this podcast. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, or are you good to go? Uh, I am good to go. Oh, one thing while playing on the game is are you playing PSO2 when it comes to PlayStation? I didn't even know it was coming to PlayStation. Yes, I will. It, it comes out at the end of August on PS4. Flash 5. Oh, okay. New Genesis, PSO2, and PSO2 New Genesis. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I'll play it. Uh, I don't have anybody to play it with on the Xbox right now. I mean, you have me. Well, I don't have my Xbox. But it is coming, but it's coming on PlayStation. So yeah, I mean, and there's more. I have more people that's gonna be trying to get there. So you are fine to join us. Yes, sir. Outside of that, I don't have anything else really. All right. Except for Dark Souls Two drop rates are fucking garbage. (laughs) I don't. I've been playing. I've been doing this one thing since we've been doing this podcast. 
<laughs> I've been playing with some three with three items that increases your drop rates, and the drop rates are ass. Welcome to the Dark Souls Two Club, buddy. Where everybody oh. hates this fucking game. Okay, everybody who's a Souls fan hates this game, but it's still a good game. What's a good game? I oh, just, yeah. I hate these drop rates, bro. Like yeah, this yeah. shit is bad. Oh yeah. And I'll tell you who we fighting off it, so we can, so yeah. we can just close it up. Yes, sir. All right. 